This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 107.1. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 107.1. I am Sean. This is my dumb little show. And the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. It's, uh, what is it, is it Wednesday already? It's yes. It's Wednesday already. I think so. And just so you know, just to take you behind the scenes here, we, we, some, we have this massive computer mm-hmm. that has been put here because the other one uh, kind of went blanks up. And so uh, our engineer guy, Greg, brought in this massive computer and yeah. so I actually can't see James, my producer, at all. I, I know you're there. You know, I, you know, he knows I'm here. I can smell you. I, well, everybody can. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Engineer Greg was like, "Oh, you, you your monitor doesn't work. I'll find the biggest one in the building and slap it right in <laughs> it's front of you." Huge. You could watch Star Wars on this, man. You could watch Lawrence of Arabia on this thing. So uh, that, that's uh, the dealio. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I want to start off with a story that is becoming. This stuff is becoming more and more common. And uh, it's disturbing, and uh, I'm not being transphobic either, but I'm getting a little trannied out. I'm getting a little gendered out. We have a a woman who uh, has worked uh, in the Michigan health system for 17 years. 17 years as a physician's assistant. And during my time in the hospital, I got to know quite a few of those. Uh, She has filed a lawsuit because she was fired from Michigan Health because she refused or she sought a religious accommodation uh, exempting her from using trans pronouns and and also uh, being uh, directly involved in transgender procedures and surgeries. Now, this began uh, with uh, a questionnaire that uh, they all were, all the employees were required uh, to to fill out because she never herself actually encountered anybody who was trans in her time. But she is a Christian, and this was, she wanted her religious accommodation exempting her from having to use transgendered pronouns or refer patients for transgender surgical procedures and drugs. And uh, so uh, she was filling out some uh, some kind of a questionnaire, and there was a part of this questionnaire or this document that was supposed to be signed for her employment that were asking, uh, you know, is gender fluid? And I guess you're you're supposed to check the box that says yes, gender is fluid, and she wouldn't do it. And so uh, she had a meeting with her supervisors that apparently, according to her lawsuit, was very nasty and intimidating. And uh, they uh, eventually uh, terminated her, terminated, fired her after 17 years. 
Now, again, I I have trans friends. And as I say all the time, I don't what what you do as a grown ass adult is what you do as a grown ass adult. If you want to live like the opposite gender, that's fine. But you're not actually changing your gender. You're making a choice to live as the opposite gender, but your physical gender has not changed. Gender is 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 physical. It's biology, it's science. You you it just sort of is. You can't really get around it. And for people, especially in the medical field, to glom on to this gender is fluid stuff is bizarre. Yeah, and people are losing their livelihoods as a result of this at this point. And uh, again, uh, these are medical professionals who are claiming, and as uh, Trey was mentioning, we were talking about on, on Where and Rima, you know, these are scientists, essentially. That's what a doctor is, right? They're scientists. Scientists who are saying, uh, you know, that, 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 that something very unscientific, that somehow you can choose your gender, that gender is a construct. It's this woke stuff. And man, I think a lot of people are just getting sick of it. The obsession with this stuff is is bizarre. It's like the obsession with kids and drag queens. And uh, I know some of the folks that I know uh, are, even, are, are even saying from within that community that they hate all this stuff. They hate the stuff with the kids. They hate the stuff with the gender fluidity stuff for, and, and all that because it, it makes them all look bad. They, they're having to deal, in a sense, with the fallout from this woke crap. So I, you know, it's it's strange to see a medical professional lose her gig because she f- just failed to say agree to something that's basically political. It's this, this whole concept of gender fluidity is is politics, really. It, it's certainly not science. It's not natural. And uh, you know, it, it, whether you have a religious problem with it or for me it's just pure biology in that you cannot expect other people to look at somebody they know to be one gender who is living as the opposite as if they are actually the opposite gender you're basically asking people to believe a lie and it is a lie gender is not fluid gender is not a choice i no more chose my gender than anybody else there are two of them. <laughs> and again, as, an, as a grown adult, you can live however you want, and I got no problem with that. I really don't. You know, if, if that's what you want to do, if that makes you happy, if that makes you a happy person to live as the opposite gender, then do it. But it, it's really strange that the, the left have gotten us to this place where people who were once feminists are now arguing the rights of men over women and things like professional sports. You know, or, or this, uh, remember in the high school, I forget where it was uh, last week, uh, where you, you had a girls volleyball team and they have a trans person on the volleyball team. It's a man or a boy who lives as a girl. And uh, he's in the shower with the girls. And apparently he was making some inappropriate comments, and they complained about it. 
and the entire girls' volleyball team was kicked out of the locker room. They have to use a single stall bathroom to change into their uniforms, and the trans guy gets the entire freaking locker room to himself. And, and, and you know, I've been saying this for a while, and I'm going to say it again, 210-599-5555. You know, if you said stuff like this on the air, or if you just had the, the, the conversation maybe eight or nine years ago, that gender is fluid, most people would have said you're nuts. Most people, I believe, would have said, no, that's not not true. There are two genders. There's not multiple genders. Gender is not a construct. It's not a choice. There's male and female, male and female, male and female. You really can't get around that. But now, (laughs) it's, it's so strange. Because the, 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 a person's choice to live a certain way is now something I have to validate by pretending that this idea of gender fluidity is real. Or I'll suffer something socially. It's crazy. What do you think? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Especially with medical professionals, man. There's medical science that is dependent on male and female genders. Female the female physiology is different than a male's physiology. You you can't you you can't fluid up the medical science that is required to care for a woman's health. You you can't treat a physical biological woman as a man and vice versa. It's weird. Uh where are we? Mark, you're on Newstalk 550 KTSA. What's going on with you? Oh, well, I'm just confused, you know, with the same topic. I mean, now with the abortion rights, you know, protests everywhere, I noticed that they're throwing the gay flags up there, too, with the protests. But I'm like, how does it apply? I mean, if two men or two women are together, well, how does abortion even affect you? I mean, it, I, don't I, don't know. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess they're now called people with uteruses. <laughs> I appreciate the call. Yeah, we, we no longer have folks. We no longer have women, right? We have people with uteruses. The 2022 midterms. Stay connected and informed. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man, 22 minutes after 9. Talking about a woman uh, who worked for Michigan Health was fired because uh, she refused to, she didn't want to use gender pronouns. She's a Christian. It's against her Christian faith, according to her. And uh, and uh, her name is Valerie Klusterman. I don't think I mentioned her name. Worked there for 17 years. They let her go uh, because she didn't want to refer people to gender reassignment surgeries and procedures or drugs, and she didn't want to use the pronouns. She, she sought a religious Exemption, and they fired her. Here's Larry. Larry, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. How are you? Another day in paradise, man. What are you thinking? Well, you know, on on that volleyball team, you know, I'm I'm confused. Isn't in the whole thing about abortion? Their argument is a woman's right to privacy. Right. Yep. But. So, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it is strange because uh, the whole abortion thing is a woman's right to choose. It's about women's health care. 
But I thought gender was fluid, you know. So what, uh, can't dudes have abortions too if they got a uterus? It's a little weird, man. It gets a little dicey. But again, what I keep going back to, and, and, and you know, especially with the sports thing, because you, you, you have all these different sports where uh, you got guys, like that's that swimmer, uh, the college swimmer. You got guys who are competing as women, and they're winning. And they're winning these championships, even though when they played most of the time, when they were actually competing against other men, they were all fairly mediocre. You know, but they compete against women and they're winning championships, whether it's for swimming or volleyball or whatever. And because the ethic in this conversation is if you deal with a transgendered person, you have to believe, you have to see them as the actual opposite gender, even though plainly they are not or physically they are not. And they can't ever be. And so you you end up in a situation where people who, yeah, would have prided themselves on their feminism a few years ago are arguing for the rights of men over women. Because you know what? I guess it truly is a man's world, man. If you're a dude, you can just be a woman if you want. (laughs) The old bearded lady trick. Oh, God. Lydia, oh, Lydia, have you seen Lydia? Lydia, the bearded lady. Actually, I saw her at Walmart the other day. (laughs) Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555, you want to give us a call and, uh, and, uh, and talk about this. Also, Herschel Walker is apparently a house N-word. He was, uh, now this stuff makes me crazy. Just briefly, let's get into this real quick. This, this stuff makes me crazy. When, if you are African-American, if you're black and you're a conservative, you're not really black or you're a house slave. We had a protest. Herschel Walker uh, was uh, was outside of Columbia Towers. That's the apartment building that's owned by uh, the infamous church headed by Raphael Warnock, his, his opponent in the Senate race. And uh, he's there talking. Famously, uh, this church would uh, would uh, evict people if they're like 30 bucks short on their rent uh, during COVID. And Herschel went in there and paid everybody's rent for him so nobody would get, uh, nobody would get uh, evicted, which is a really cool thing to do. And he's outside of these towers and he's talking. There's a protester there who calls him a house N-word. Now, there's some yeah, class act. There's some debate as to whether or not this is an actual protester or a Warnock donor or or, or what, but uh, yeah, he, he's a house N-word because he's conservative. And we've seen this before, haven't we? Remember, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of the actor, Sidney Poitier yep. was famous for calling uh, conservative blacks, uh, you know, they're on the plantation, they're house N-words. Condoleezza Rice, uh, he, had, he, he said some of the just horrible stuff about Condoleezza Rice, who, you know, no matter what her freaking skin color is, is one of the most impressive human beings on planet stinking Earth. The only thing you can argue about her is her political affiliate. I mean, if it, well, she did a great job. Yeah, she was amazing as a Secretary of State. She really was. Uh, but, you know, again, that's the politics of the left. If you're not with them, if you're not an absolute freaking true believer... And if you're a person of color and you don't vote Democrat, 
not only do you lose your coloredness, <laughs> you don't get to be actually black anymore, but these people feel fine. The people who are anti-racist feel fine calling you every racial slur in the book. It's disgusting, man. All right, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Uh, uh, let's take a little break. We'll come right back and, and talk some more about some other stuff. Not a great news day, but we do have a few scraps of stuff we can toss around. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Celebrating 100 years of service. 55 KTSA. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi, it's 938. Happy hump day. It's Wednesday. With the Raul Jimenez Thanksgiving Day dinner radiothon coming up on Friday. That'll be a lot of fun. We always have a good time with that. We're back in the Alamo Lounge. I'll tell you more about it later on. Uh, we have an interview with, with Nancy Pelosi that came out today. Let me ask you this, and I, I want to do my own little straw poll here on the air. All right, what's the most important issue for you going into the midterms? What is the most important issue for you going into the midterms? 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. And uh, also, if you are, if there, if, there, if there are any stinking Democrats out there listening, and uh, how are you feeling going into the midterms? If you want to call us up and let us, let us know, that'd be cool, too. Um, we, we had new polls come out of the New York, the New York times and the associated press to, uh, fairly liberal news sources. Associated press used to be better, but they, they suck now anyway, but they did some polling and it, uh, they're, uh, predicting big gains for Republicans their numbers, and again, these are liberals, their, their numbers show that the top issues for Americans are the economy and inflation. And statistically, uh, those issues, people feel that Republicans are better equipped to handle those issues than Democrats. Well, certainly because Democrats cause the economy to go down the toilet and they cause inflation to go up. But they, they, they dropped a, a, something called Punchbowl News dropped an interview today with Nancy Pelosi. Inflation's an issue, but it's global. It's global. What's their plan, meaning Republicans? They ain't got nothing. Oh, come on. Stay off the LSD. It's not working for you, Nanners. She says, when you bring down unemployment, inflation goes up. What? So in any case, Biden's uh, President Biden brought unemployment down, cut it in half. Inflation is thereby global and not as bad as it is in some countries. <laughs> and, and of course, here's the age-old excuse: uh, we, we have to, we'll have to message it better in the next three weeks. Because, you know, you and I are just so such stupid, unnuanced rednecks. We just have no idea how, how brilliant she is. And they gotta, it's not their fault that you and I are so stupid. We don't understand that if you bring down unemployment, inflation goes up. And uh, let's see. She also says that the abortion issue is the, top, is the biggest issue. Pelosi argues, this is from the Fox News story, Pelosi argues that the abortion issue will have an outsized impact on the election. Despite 
It's waning importance to voters in polls. Let's see. Uh, as far as uh, let's see, in New York Times this poll from Monday found out that found that twenty six percent of voters said the economy is their most important issue, followed by inflation and the cost of living at eighteen percent. Abortion came in third at just five percent. Immigration at five percent, crime at three percent. So I'm these numbers are a little funky, but uh, I, I've seen other polls where crime is right up there with the economy. But again, it's the New York Times. But uh, Pelosi is living in a dream world. I th- this idea that abortion is the most important issue is just a farce, man. It's not. It's not. Here's George. George, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Another day in paradise. I I think the most important thing to get rid of is the uh, the perverted Democrat Party. That them bunch of sickos. I, just. Wipe it out. Just get rid of get it. Get rid of them. Well, yeah. we need to vote yeah. them out, certainly, you know, yes, in, the, in, the, in a few weeks. Because if we don't, man, I don't think this freaking country can survive any more, much more of this stuff. It, it can't. It can't. With all the, the illegals they got in here now, if you know they're going to be giving them everything for free, and that's yeah. just going to bankrupt us, which I think that's what they're trying to do anyway is bankrupt the country. That way they can get rid of paper money and go to that Bitcoin crap. <laughs> Commie cash. Anyway, I appreciate the call. Well, you know, there is something to be said for this idea that they're destroying the country willingly. Because, El, it, what's that? El Paso can't afford $300,000 a day. No, it can't. No, it can't. So you, you, you look at it, at, at every, you stack everything up, and what you see, it, it, the, the, only, the only explanation that makes any sense to what is going on is that it's intentional and it's meant to crash the country. Because these policies are disastrous. We don't have to... The thing about the economy is we don't have to be in this position right now. We weren't in this position uh, just a couple of years ago when we were energy independent. We were, you know, as I say all the time, if Biden had just rolled into office and did nothing, absolutely nothing, we would be stupidly rich right now just from exporting oil. And, and also... Uh, using our own resources to lower the prices of pretty much everything, as Trey says. Here's Russell. Russell, how you doing? Good. I think the, the the number one thing that I'd like to see accomplished is getting rid of this voter fraud. That scares the hell out of me. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've got, I think, in, in California and I think also in New York, they've already said they mistakenly sent out a bunch of mail-in ballots. Uh, let's see. I think it was it was in New York, Dennis. That it was uh, they sent out twice as many as they meant to, so people got two ballots. I think so. And uh, yeah, in, in, New, in some other state, I'm not sure which. California was it. California where they sent out a bunch of uh, uh, voter registration cards to uh, people who are here illegally. To, we're starting to see it again, and that and I mean it drives me crazy. If we don't, if our votes don't count. We're screwed before we start. Well, I, I agree. So it's going to be, I hope everything goes goes well in a few weeks, man. Because uh, you know they want to try to cheat it. You know they do. So I know. Have a good one, sir. All right. Thank you, sir. Happy Wednesday. Let me tell you about my friends at... Uh, the news is so very dark these days, isn't it? Try to yuck it up a little when we get back. 
The 2022 midterms happen here. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Do you you, you lie awake at night thinking about where your freaking pasta is made? Dennis Foley uh, had this story earlier, and it's it, it just kind of amuses me. Because this is the brand I I think I buy this stuff. Berea. Uh, Berea pasta, that's the stuff in the blue box. Yeah, it's reasonable. It's it's usually fairly cheap. Yeah. And uh, I uh, I buy this stuff when I make pasta. I love making pasta. I like, uh, I like using cavatappi, little twisty noodles, little twisty tube noodles. Or linguine or what have you, but you know it's it's pasta. It's a dried pasta. It's not fresh made, obviously. And I guess somebody wants a Subaria because they advertise themselves. And Dennis, you can check me if I'm getting this right. Mm-hmm. It's they brand themselves as Italy's number one brand of pasta. Yes, but the pasta itself here in America is made in Iowa and New York. Correct. So somebody out there got upset. Mm-hmm. When they found out, because I guess this leads people to think it's made in Italy, which Apparently. it is. There is, is there Berea pasta in Italy? Well, yeah, it's an Italian company. It is an Italian company. Yeah. And so people think that it's being made there, but they actually have factories here. Yes. Which kind of makes sense. And they do make <laughs> pasta in Italy. I mean, they, ha- they do have that pasta in Italy. Yes, but you know, they have factories here because we Americans like pasta, and it's, well, it's cheaper. cheaper. Yeah, it's cheaper to produce cheaper it than locally. Cheaper bringing it in from freaking Italy. And it supports local businesses. It supports local brain. businesses, man. Yeah. But who who in the hell, and we were talking about this in Where and Rhyme, who in the hell lies awake at night? Yeah. And this is what besets their mind. Not a conservative. No, I mean it's just it's it's nuts. Plus, Italians, man, I don't think they really like that stick pasta. They like to make their own pasta. It's most Italians that are worth anything. Are they like to make their own pasta or fresh made pasta? Or they go to the uh, the free not the freezer section, but the refrigerated section with right. the you know the the not boxed pasta, but it's still pre made, but it's right. a little you know finer quality. I used to do that when I was fancy, but I'm not fancy anymore. I've so now I just get that. the Berea. Yeah. But that, it's just, you know, and I, moreover, I, I, I freaking love Italian food. I just, I love pasta. I love Italian food. If I, I could, next to his, you know, Mexican food, I think, uh, uh, honestly, Italian food is my favorite. If I ate as much Italian food as I, as, as I want to, you know, I'd weigh 800 pounds, man. <laughs> didn't, didn't we have, uh, isn't, doesn't this fall under tort reform and frivolous lawsuits? And You'd all? think... Someone, I mean, how much are you being? If you, what are you being ripped off because you, you you you're not? It's not being made in Italy. If it was being made in Italy, you'd be paying eight bucks a box, man. Right? How are you being ripped off by it being sold here or, or being made here? Toss who the sits case. around? Who sits around and thinks of this crap, man? Your life, in other words, your life has to be really freaking boring. If if that's your big issue. If you lie awake at night staring at the ceiling going, I can't believe Berea is made in Iowa. It's not right. Somebody's going to fix this, man. I've you need a girl. To. You need a girlfriend is what you need, man. You need somebody to occupy your time. So if it is Italy's number one pasta, then this lawsuit has no merit. 
Well, because it, it's it, not false it, advertising. But the uh, judges ruled that it can be heard that uh, they have to at least go through, you know, have to legally fight this this lawsuit. But it seems kind of silly to me. Or the judge is just looking for some entertainment. Maybe the judge just maybe the judge is bored. Yeah, no sure, idea. go ahead. I'm tired of these murder <laughs> cases. Let me. You got an Italian lawsuit? Sure, let's bring it in. Hey, is there is this somebody's calling? I wonder if that if they're <laughs> upset about the fact that Berea here at Stateside is is made in Iowa, New York. They're probably like, no, I, I like Skinner Brand instead. How dare they? <laughs> what did Judge Wapner? Well, I, well, who is this? Let me let me. Oh, wait, hung up. <laughs> what did Judge Wapner used to say? Uh, I've read your complaint and I've seen your receipts. And... Right, right. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. If if you are disturbed by this pasta story, pasta gate, I guess we could call it. I actually want to make some pasta this weekend. I, I I've been working with Alfredo sauce and okay. seafood lately. So this weekend I might make um, a, a nice vodka sauce, which okay. I like. I like vodka sauce. Yeah. Are you Italian? Yeah, I thought you were. Part Italian, but part yeah. Italian. Yeah, I like a good vodka sauce. I think it's probably my favorite pasta sauce. And uh, I want to use um, uh, seafood, so I might do some kind of seafood pasta. Boy, you know it's a fascinating news day when old Sean's sitting on his ass talking about what, what pasta what, he's going to make this what, weekend. What he's making for dinner. <laughs> you know, he's going to go to H-E-B, his shopping list. Oh, I need to get bread. I need well, to get see, milk. That's what I love about it. You know what I mean? That's what I enjoy about it. What is this? The People's Court theme song. <laughs> uh, the plaintiff. I don't even know what the hell I was talking about now. No, shopping. <laughs> oh, right, right. I, I enjoy the, uh, the, the process of going to the HEB and picking out my pasta, picking out how many you know, jars. I don't make my own sauce. Yeah. I, I get jarred. I, what I do is I season the sauce that I get out of a jar. Oh, okay. So I add my own flair to it. Yeah. I've I've made my own gravy a few times. You know the Italians call it gravy. Short. Oh yes, yes. No, no, I know. no, no. Yes, yes. My mom calls it sauce. She's at the Italian. Oh really? Yes. She doesn't call it gravy. They, they, no. Is that just oh, in Scorsese that's, that's movies? That's an American regional thing. That's just in Scorsese movies. I guess so. I mean, I'm yeah. I, I've no one in my family ever called it gravy. I've actually never met anybody that's called it gravy. Yeah, I, really. Sauce. I've actually eaten in. Uh, I ate in uh, probably the best Italian food I ever had. Was uh, was in uh, Little Italy in New York. Yeah, uh, had a girlfriend uh, back in the eighties who grew up there, and we went to what was very obvious a mafia owned establishment. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they only had like two tables in the restaurant, and then there's this door that's long bar with all these dudes in athletic suits sitting there. Mm-hmm. And uh, but Gold you know chains. what? And they yeah, and pinky rings and all that. <laughs> but they, I tell you what, man, it was the they treated us like royalty mm-hmm. because we were civilians. Yeah, we I'll, were you know, uh, we, we were a young uh, couple in love, and uh, man, they just they gave us all kinds of red wine, homemade red wine, and the pasta was delicious. It was the best Italian food I've ever had in my life. All the Jersey Shore kids called it gravy, so I was just sticking with them. But they're morons. <laughs> yeah, they're from New Jersey. <laughs> Jersey doesn't count. Yeah. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break here in a little bit and go back to talking about the news and stuff. Again, uh, not a not a huge uh, news day. I want to talk to you about this Iranian Iranian woman who uh, is a professional a competitive climber of some kind. She was competing in South Korea without her hijab, and now it is feared that she is in jail in Iran. It's coming up on News Talk five fifty KTSa. 
Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 107.1. And we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 107.1. How are you? How's your day going? Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. More tranny stuff coming up. Oh, God. But first, you know, I, I want to talk about this woman. Uh, you know, one of, one of the things you hear in this country quite a bit, especially from young people, and young people are highly overrated, in my opinion, with their youth. And uh, a lot of young people, you know, they, they, they see America as being systemically racist. Women are oppressed because they can't abort a child when they turn eight, when the kid's 18. You know, we, we just hear this constantly about how that's why we need this new definition of equity, right? This this equal outcome stuff, which is not even what the word means. Because people are just held down, man. They're so freaking oppressed in this country. My God, we ex- in this country, we expect black people to have photo IDs to vote. Aren't we oppressive? Uh, now, here's here's an example of what true oppression actually kind of looks like. Okay, we have a woman, uh, an Iranian woman, who whose name is Elnas Rakabi, Rakabi, and uh, Rakabi. I'm sorry, and she was competing this weekend. Uh, she's a she's a professional uh, competitive climber. And she's competing in the International Federation of Sport Climbing's Asia Championship in South Korea. She's 33 years of age. And uh, she uh, was not wearing her hijab, the scarf, the, the thing that they cover their hair with in the Muslim faith, fundamentalist Muslim, fundamental, fundamentalist uh, Islam. And uh, it, it was believed she was doing this uh, in protest. There's been a lot of protests across the country in Iran since the death of 22-year-old Masa Amani, who was arrested by the Islamic morality police because she was not wearing her hijab correctly. She had it on, but it wasn't correct, correctly uh, you know, on her head or whatever the hell. And she died while in custody. And uh, the the official uh, explanation was that she fell down or she got a cold or it was some jive, some bit of jive. Uh, but most people pretty much believe that she was beaten to death by the police. Okay. And so we've had a protest in over 100 cities across Iran for the past five weeks. Human rights groups estimate that over 200 people, this is from the Fox News story, over 200 people have been killed and thousands arrested in the protests and security crackdown. So people have had, they're, they're revolting against this idea, the, the, the death of a 22-year-old woman for not wearing her hijab properly. And again, more than likely was beaten to death by the morality police. And now we have this climber who uh, was competing on Sunday, again, without her hijab. Mysteriously, she was called back early to Tehran 
And uh, she tweeted something very strange that, oh, I just forgot to put my hijab on. I was rushing. It wasn't intentional. And what most people are thinking is that she is now in the hands of the morality police. And that one of them did the tweets for her. And God knows what her fate is right now. She'll probably be beaten to death, too. So, you know, when you're, when you're bebopping through life here in the United States of America, you know, uh, and, and you've got this crap in your head that somehow you, you're, you're living in an oppressive state, all right, that's what oppression looks like. That's what the, real, the reality of it is. A woman not wearing her headscarf properly gets beaten to death, more than likely, allegedly, by the morality police in, in Iran. Could you imagine uh, women in this country? They, they loved the, with the abortion trip and the Roe v. Wade thing, which didn't get rid of, didn't make abortion illegal in America. It just gave it back to the states. And you got people walking around, these chicks walking around these freaking handmaid's tail uh, 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 costumes. Well, imagine if the government now we are getting we are kind of creeping and crawling towards this place, and I'll explain that in a second. The phone lines are open if you want to respond. Are you oppressed in America? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Could you imagine if the government just swooped in and picked you up because you were wearing a Handmaid's Tail costume, took you somewhere and just beat you till you were dead? That that would be oppressive. And I, I've never really understood the America sucks trip, you know, because it's all it's 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 always been there in my lifetime. There's always somebody out there saying, "Oh, what a horrible freaking country this is," and "Oh, capitalism is terrible." You know, the man's keeping me down, man. Man's got his foot on my neck. And you live in the most free country, at least for the moment. On planet stinking Earth, where individuals are granted certain rights just by virtue of the fact that they're freaking born. Now, there is a kind of oppression that's starting to grow, and you know what I'm talking about, this woke crap. Uh, where people are, actually are uh, suffering some kind of negative outcome if they don't voice the right opinion. We're getting there. You have guys like Mike Lindell and the former president, President Donald Trump, and uh, a lot of these uh, these uh, pro-life activists who are getting picked up by what is now becoming the morality piece uh, police, and that would be the FBI. We're getting we're, we're on that road. That's the only thing that's disturbing. You you get people in this country who lived in oppressive regimes or under oppressive regimes around the world. And I've known a few people over the years. I knew a guy uh, in Colorado who had grown up in the Soviet era uh, in Russia. And and even uh, 10, 12 years ago, this guy was saying, you guys are on the path. You don't realize how quickly it can happen. And here we are uh, where, yeah, if you voice the wrong opinion... If you support the wrong cause, you may get a visit from the FBI. And I think that's what's freaking people out, and that's why November is so very important. Because our government wants to be that kind of a government. Not a fundamentalist Islamic government, but a fundamentalist government in a sense 
beholden to the cult of wokeness, right? That if you don't have the right opinion set, if you utter the wrong thing, if you utter, merely utter the wrong belief or post something about it on social media, they want to be able to bust your ass. This president has already recharacterized all of us as domestic terrorists who don't agree with him or don't agree with them, whoever they are who's actually running the country. And although I still don't believe we live in an oppressive state like freaking Iran, I did you ever think you'd live in America and see this crap going on? Where guys who sit and pray outside of abortion clinics, well within the, uh, the, uh, the, the distance that they're supposed to be, or well without uh, the distance they're supposed to maintain between the entrance or the property and themselves, and, and you got 25 to 30 FBI guys showing up at their house. Guns drawn. So, yeah, it's getting freaking weird. And, I, you know, we keep going back to this idea that November is extremely important, right? Well, it sort of is because if we can't put a stop to this and get it done now, you know, this country is not going to be recognizable. In a handful of years, if, if even that long. It's barely recognizable to me now. And what's even more disturbing is I was reading a report the other day that uh, young Americans are fine with people suffering some kind of punishment for being anti-woke. They're fine with it. By and large, younger people uh, do believe that you shouldn't be able to utter certain opinions out loud that might upset somebody or offend somebody. And uh, they've, they've been indoctrinated into this whole idea that somehow, you know, the government must tell you what you should and should not think. They're fine with people losing their jobs over this stuff. It's getting scary, man. 210 Yeah, man. 22 minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 107.1. Do you mind cussing? Is cussing cool? I'm not going to cuss on the air. Do you think cussing is cool? Do you cuss? Do you think less of people who do cuss? We have uh, CNN uh, aired some audio. Uh, It was uh, an interview with then-President Donald Trump with uh, Bob Woodward. And they aired this last night on Andy Cooper 360. And you could kind of tell that they were doing it to like, ooh, look, we got we got Donald Trump doing something, doing something wrong. Look, he cusses. He's cussing in this interview. And so they play the uh, interview. And I'll, I'll just read the transcript to you. Because you, you know that's why they're, 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 he, used to, he dropped the F-bomb a couple of times. Wow, imagine a New Yorker dropping the F-bomb. How strange. He's talking to Bob Woodward. He says, I have built a weapon system that nobody has ever had in this country before. We have stuff you haven't even seen or ever heard about. We have stuff that Putin and Xi have never heard about before. He says, getting along with Russia is a good thing, not a bad thing, all right, especially because they have... 1,332 nuclear blanking warheads. 
Ooh, no. Trump goes on. It's funny. That, it, God, I miss him, man. It's funny that the relationships I have, the tougher and meaner they are, the better I get along with them. Explain that to me, okay? But maybe that's a, it's not a bad thing. The easy ones are the ones I maybe don't like as much or get along with as much. He says, there's nobody that's tougher than me. Nobody's tougher than me. You asked me about impeachment. I'm under impeachment. And you said, you know, you just you just act like you just won a blanking race. Nixon was in a corner with his thumb in his mouth. Bill Clinton took it very, very hard. I just do things, okay? <laughs> you know, and, and every time Joe Biden drops a, a you know, uh, an F-bomb or a GD or what have you, you know, it's all played up like, oh, he's so cool. And he, what a cool guy. He cusses. Beto o, Francis O'Rourke, the stinking leprechaun. He's another one that drops cuss words like, you know, it makes him, it sounds so weird and uncomfortable when Beto cusses because he just feels like it's not natural to him. You know what I mean? Like when the nerd in the room tries to be cool by cussing and you know that they never say that word. Beto's that guy. He's that freaking nerd. Trump uses the word properly. <laughs> it's a natural part of his speech. Again, he's from freaking New York, man. And uh, and it's funny to me that uh, CNN would would drop this audio. I mean, this this book came the book came out a long time ago. Uh, that that Woodward wrote. So this interview is old. Obviously, it's when when the president when Trump was the president, and CNN drops it now. Like, see how awful these MAGA people are. This is their leader. He says bad words. They drop it now because I guess they think that'll somehow impact the election, right? No. Are you shocked? Are you shocked that Donald Trump uses the F word? (laughs) Because I'm not. I'd be shocked if he didn't, to be honest with you. But that's, uh, you know, that's par for the course these days. It'll it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks, Uh, you know, as far as uh, any additional October surprises. Trey and I were talking about this on Where in Rima, and I don't think we've seen it yet. I don't think we've seen the big one yet, whatever the big one may be. We were talking yesterday about this business of, uh, in, you know, trying to goad Russia into a nuclear exchange. And though a whole lot of people would have to die, I guess you could then say, hey, it's martial law. We can't have the elections. It's too dangerous. People are dying. They got radiation sickness. I mean, would you, I know I'm repeating myself from yesterday, but would you put it past them? I wouldn't. So buckle your seatbelts, man. I don't know what the hell's going to happen over the next few weeks. Uh, one thing I do know that's happening this week on Friday, it's our Radiothon uh, to benefit the Jimenez family and their free Thanksgiving dinner they do every year, which is uh, unique uh, to San Antonio. It's also the largest free Thanksgiving dinner, I think, in the country. And uh, starting up at 5 a.m. on the 550 KTSA Morning News with my man Trey, we'll be in the Alamo Lounge and we're not going to be talking about the news or anything. We'll just be uh, trying to raise money for this great cause. And it's always fun. We haven't done it in the Alamo Lounge in several years since before COVID, so I'm really looking forward to it. So we'll tell you more about that. You can go to the website, actually, and find out everything you need, ktsa.com. 
celebrating 100 years of service. 55 KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. And I, I know James is there. I can't see James. Because we have this massive... Our computer took a dump, all right? Mm-hmm. The computer is here. Yeah. And so I think Greg Shelton, our engineer guy, brought in this massive c- c- computer thing, this big screen. It's like the size of a billboard. You, you could watch Lawrence of Arabia on this in the original 70 millimeter. millimeter. It's that freaking huge, so I can't see James at all. James, you're there, right? Roger that, Captain. <laughs> Watch him actually not be there. Well, it's like, it's like having a brick wall in front of me, man. I can't see nothing. And then that with the and then the speakers in there, you can have like a full, you know, uh, movie theater experience. I can there. watch Avengers movies while I'm on the air. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I want to see Black Adam. Have you seen the Avatar? Black Adam with the Rock? The Rock's playing Black Adam, man. I'm not gonna go see that stupid movie. DC movies suck, man. That's why they call them D. It's, DC stands for depressing comics. Mm. So I won't be watching Black Adam on my damn screen in here. And Cookie Monster now has a first name. Apparently. Cookie Monster has a first name. And his first name is Sid? Mm-hmm. Why does that sound like some guy fronting a punk band from like 1984? Sid. Mm-hmm. Why does Cookie Monster need a freaking first name? Did they explain? No. They explained why they kept this from us all these years. They just decided to give him a freaking first name. Trade secrets. Or... It's pretty pretty uh, pretty uh, gender specific too. Huh? I guess he's a male Cookie Monster. Male. Only men can you know be Cookie Monsters. I never liked Sesame Street. I'm going to be honest with you. There, there was the, okay. Look, there's two things that divide people on planet Earth. Okay. First, uh, we're into Michael Jackson or Prince. And in high school, I was a Prince guy. And there was never a big fan of Michael Jackson. And and also, when we were kids, whether or not you watched either Sesame Street or The Electric Company. And like all the cool kids watched The Electric Company. Because remember, they had Spider-Man going there. They had uh, Easy Reader, who was it was Morgan Freeman's first job. And the Electric, the electric Company was just cool. Whereas all, I always found Sesame Street to be kind of square. And so now Cookie Monster has a first name. Is Big Bird getting a name too? Is he is he going to get a, a name? Like Francis or something like that? Francis Big Bird? Bartholomew. Bartholomew Big Bird? You know? And what the hell is, uh, uh, what's the, the, oh, the, the skinny uh, blue? Grover? Gro- what the hell is Grover? Does anybody, has anybody ever figured out what the hell he is? Is he a monster? Is he is he just furry and blue for no apparent freaking reason? Is there a Grover species that he belongs to? Dennis is actually researching this, James. He's actually looking it up. I had the KTSA research team uh, digging, uh, into d- dig- digging into this. Yes, uh, apparently a blue monster. He's just a blue monster, just a generic blue monster. Although we're going to find out probably in a year or two that he's some sort of specific species of, you know. From. Maybe he's trans. I don't know. Maybe he's uh, maybe in, in in his monster species. He's actually identifying as the opposite sex, but we just don't know because he's a freaking monster. Yeah. The hell am I talking about? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five. Do you care that that uh, Cookie Monster has a name now? 
210-599-5555. And plus, which was cooler, okay, the electric company or Sesame Street? On which side of that issue do, do you fall? 210-599-5555. Uh, speaking of uh, gender stuff, we have a high school in Chicago that has decided to uh, do... They're not having homecoming king and homecoming queen anymore because that's too gender-specific and it makes people who are not gender-specific feel bad and excluded. So now they're just called royalty. And if you're uh, voted in as royalty, uh, you you can uh, either choose to be called king or queen. And uh, uh, apparently they've now, they have two kings. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means that... Um, I don't know if that means that uh, uh, one of them is gay or is trans or how they ended up with two kings. But it's getting a little silly. It's getting a little silly, in my opinion, that gender exclusivity is or gender inclusiveness is so freaking important. Do, do you do you if you're trans? I don't know if anybody listening who is does it make you feel bad that some people are called kings and some people are called queens in high school. And not the kind of queens that they're bringing to the kindergarten kids. What, who, who is upset by this stuff? I mean, if you're going to do away with it, who the hell is upset by it? There's got to be somebody out there who's upset by it if this is so stinking important that we have to do it. Uh, you have to spread this gender crap across the country, uh, either in schools or, or in, in the corporate world or what have you. It's certain somebody must be getting really, really freaking injured when they hear gender-specific terms like mom and dad, king and queen. And and who the hell are they? <laughs> who, who is the injured? If this is so important that we have to reorganize pretty much every freaking thing in society to accommodate for this stuff, then who in the hell is the injured party? And where the hell do they live? What the hell is their problem? This feels a little like could be like the legal hour, you know, between the pasta and, and now this. Who's who's the who's the who's the hurt party? Who's the injured party? Well, I'd like to know. I'd like to know who the people are that are so pissed off when they oh I can't believe they call that guy a king. Who's seeking damages? Do you have a case? Here's Sam. Sam, how you doing? Good morning, Sean Shoebox Rima. <laughs> You're a strange hey, man. Uh, well, what's going on with you? Uh, first of all, um, I know you're not an NASCAR fan, but everybody boycott McDonald's. But hey, why should everybody um, boycott McDonald's? Because uh, Bubba Wallace uh, intentionally wrecked somebody, and he's sponsored by Bub- by uh, McDonald's. Oh, okay. I don't go to McDonald's okay. anymore because their freaking Big Macs are too small. I, I don't. I don't buy Big Mac either. You know, but or any of that junk. Hey, um, you've been following that uh, the Perla Huerta thing. The what? With the Perla Huerta, you know, that got the immigrants on the flight to Martha's Vineyard? No, no, I, I'm not sure what you're talking about. What is this again? Well, the, yeah, they uh, they uh, flew a bunch of migrants. Oh, yeah, that uh, I know. Yeah, to, to Martha's yeah. Vineyard, right. Well, 
Well, anyways, on TV last night on the news, they showed how there was a Bear County police officer there with his canine sniffing the the luggage. So that means that the guy, the man, uh, what's his name, Sheriff uh, Wannabe uh, Salazar? Oh, Salazar, Javier, right. Yeah, that means his office was in on it, too, because you have to have dispatch sent out there to have a canine unit there. You mean when they were here still in San Antonio? Yes. So huh. they were So they would have known about this that this was going on. Exactly. So and it's just coincidental how he brought this whole thing to light after he was uh told to by the the family's lawyer that they wanted the the uh, Texas Rangers to take over right. the case because Oh, on that other case, right. Well, we don't know if they're connected or not, but uh but certainly Javier no, 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 is it's just yeah, but it was just uh, hours after, right. you know. Well, they're, they're, you're right, because the, the family, this is a family in Holotus, right, that had this uh, uh, this uh, a woman who committed suicide, or we don't know. Whatever it was. And the family wants the Rangers in on it because Salazar's office isn't doing anything. And then, coincidentally, all of a sudden, he makes national news on CNN and everybody that, oh, right. you know, San Antonio's busing migrants. I mean, well, the timing was kind of weird. That's true. That's very yeah, true. But, you know, the, they were saying, you know, LULAC is in on it. They were lied to, that they were promised money, and they were promised right. jobs. Isn't that what kind of Biden said originally, too? <laughs> well, and I got to run, Sam. I, I appreciate the call. But, you know, it's, it, it, it's interesting with the whole migrants to Martha's Vineyard. George Clooney over the weekend was running his mouth about it. Now it's coarsening the dialogue uh, in America by doing stuff like this. And yet Biden does it every damn day. Biden sends folks to peep, you know, uh, unaccompanied minors on planes in the middle of the stinking night, and he drops them off in towns and doesn't tell anybody. But that's okay. That's not that's not coarsening the dialogue. Greg Abbott and uh, DeSantis sending folks to uh, sanctuary cities. That's coarsening something. What a bunch of crap. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The 2022 midterms happen here. Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Uh, holy crap. Let's just get it on. Let's just do it. Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Final few moments of the show. I'll tell you about the Jimenez uh, Thanksgiving Day dinner coming up. But first, Jaime. Jaime, how you doing? How you doing? Another, another day in paradise, I mean, man. I don't know. If K- well, KSAT 12 uh, did a story on the, the immigrants that was sent to Martha's Vineyard. Apparently, there was a terrorist department canine uh, sniffing all the bags while they were being loaded onto the plane right. with all the migrants. So the sheriff's department had to issue a statement on it saying that he's a cooperating witness and he's not in trouble right now. But yet... They're going to be investigating all the Republicans on this, but yet, you know, that that's the thing. It's like it, it's just egg on the on his face, and I mean, too bad that he's becoming a political figure now. And I mean, I, I tell Salazar, yeah. Um, well, first of all, I know Javier; he's a really nice guy, but he has gone got getting very political. I mean, a sheriff is a political position for the most part, anyway. You have to be elected. Sheriff, you know, you're not elected police chief. You're 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 you know hired. You're employed, but a uh, sheriff yep. is kind of a political position anyway. But that whole thing about investigating uh, DeSantis for human trafficking was just bizarre. 
And now with this uh, this admission of this dog, this bomb sniffing dog or whatever the hell it was, you know, it's it's they had to have known what was going on because they were putting them on the planes. Yep. So, all right, man. Thank you. So it's you know it's a little hinky winky, don't you thinky? I did not just say that. Did I just say hinky winky? What what do you thinky? Or don't you thinky? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Going to give me a call in the last few moments. Whatever your whatever's on your brain, whatever we've talked about today. Uh, that uh, if you care to respond, the news cycle is getting kind of flat because we're on the ramp here to the elections. And I said this yesterday, a lot of the news uh, are debate stuff between different candidates over here, over there. And uh, there's not a lot of uh, interesting stuff, to be honest with you. There's a lot of training stuff still. We've got 20 days left. 20 days left. Man, I just... First off, I, I'm 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 kind of bracing myself for whatever the next big stupid thing to happen is going to be. You know, we haven't seen I don't think the big October surprise yet, and it sure as hell ain't Trump dropping the f bomb. So, kind of bracing for the next two weeks or twenty days to uh, you know for whatever is is next. Uh, at the same time, man, I just want to get it. Don't you just want to get it over with? Let's just get it going, man. Everything has been about this election, and everything is about this election. The future of this country depends on this freaking election. I know we say every time, and but Trey, Jack, and myself have all admitted this, right, that when election time comes around, whether it's a presidential cycle or the midterms, and uh, we, we all say, well, this is the most important election. Well, most of them are. I mean, most elections are very, very important. But this one, this one, I believe this one truly is uh, uh, the, the future of what this country will or will not be kind of hangs in the balance. Because the people who who are currently running the show, and I don't know why they're always complaining about Republicans. They got everything they need to do whatever they want. Uh, they they are very obviously hell-bent on destroying this freaking country. It gets tiresome talking about it every single stinking day. And, you know, not that I don't like my job. I love my job. But, I mean, when, when the news is so consistently bad on so many different levels, whether it's the economy, it's fentanyl, it's the border, uh, it's Russia, Ukraine, it's it's all of this. And then you got to mix in all the really bizarre, tranny, gender crap on top of it all. And it, it can get very depressing. And you you, you, you have to... Here's what I recommend to people because this is exactly what I do. On the weekends, I disconnect, man. On the weekends, I don't watch the news. I disconnect my brain from the news. I don't watch any news on Fridays. I watch very little news on Saturday, and I don't really start picking it up again until Sunday. Because you got to clear out your noggin, man. You just got to clear out your noggin or you will go crazy. Friday, we're going to be uh, uh, taking a break from the news, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, we're going to be doing the Jimenez Radiothon to benefit the big Thanksgiving Day dinner. So check out the website, ktsa.com, if you'd like to 
uh, if you'd like to donate early. Let's talk to Steve very briefly. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you for taking my call. You were talking about the election, and I, too, you know, I just want to get it over with. I don't know what's going to happen. I hope the Democrats are decimated and defeated right. and disbanded. And But I listened to your Biden Bucks promo, and, I mean, I just laugh and laugh. And <laughs> one thing is... One thing is sure. One thing is for sure. You know what? When the Democrats are done. Right. When the Democrats. I I got to go, man. I'm just out of time. I I took the call too late. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez. Happy birthday. Dennis Foley, my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.